0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to
2: start your daily vacation
0: on Oilers Radio, 630 Chair. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer live at Rogers Place, the Edmonton Oilers and the Detroit Red Wings. It is 433 in Edmonton. We're going to go back into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. I, I asked about uh, whether or not, you know, would you... I'd do a third all day for cost, and if the Red Wings would eat half the money, but uh, a lot of people said there's no way Eiserman's going to do that. Would you give up a second? I. I might be. I mean, to knock them down from two to one million bucks, yeah. For two playoff runs, why not? The Don says, Bob, the Oilers need more grit, toughness on the back end. We're way too nice to play against. CC and Kulak need to go. The Oilers not uh, won't win being nice. Nurse and Darnay need to show up. Get tougher, boys. That one comes to us from the Don. Uh, well, Kulak, you know, I, I think logic dictates you may only have one of those two players between Kulak and CC here next year. Because I think it's inevitable Broberg's going to be in. I think that's coming. Bob, Brown or Costin, I know who I'd rather have. Yeah, okay, and my response to that would be, Clem Costin wanted to get paid. If Clem Costin would have been willing to have uh, come in at a million bucks or less, the Oilers would have re-signed him. But that wasn't happening. He got $2 million from the Detroit Red Wings. It has not worked out for him to this point in Detroit. And you wonder whether or not Steve Eiserman pivots. Uh, now, that said, he had a he's had a couple major tilts this year. I think he, off the top of my head, I know he fought for Branson. And for some reason, I thought he had a pretty good one with Deloria as well. I'm going to have to check. But again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. All right, uh, Bob, I think I finally connected all the dots, says Dino Bambimo. And I think people near t- need to hear me out of this. You kind of resembled Tom Cruise back in the day. You hang out at Pub 1905 in the wine room. Next door is a center for Scientology. Hmm. Could it be you are Tom Cruise? If so, I will never forgive you for making that crappy far and away flick with your ex, Nicole Kidman. Uh, that one comes to us from Dino Bambino. Is that the worst of Tom Cruise's movies? Far and away. I mean, what is the worst Tom Cruise movie that's ever been made? What was the one where he was the race car driver? Where he met Nicole? Was that Days of Thunder? Reed Wilkins is going to hop in here. Reed, by the way, has a, had a lifetime membership. Actually, he was blocked. Sorry, by some... what was the question? I I just what to was what, What's the worst Tom Cruise movie of all time? Well, I don't think
1: I've seen all of them. I've seen quite a few. Uh, I don't think. I don't think Cocktail did very well.
0: That had, that had Elizabeth Shue. It did have Elizabeth Shue. They're, they're, I mean, that's a significant uh, reason to like that. movie. I,
1: I know there was a movie he was in a few years ago called Oblivion. That was a really oh, yeah, thinky, high science fiction movie. I don't think that one did very well. It, that one would have been better, like with a that would have been better as a smaller science fiction type movie than a Tom
0: Cruise vehicle. I think. Okay, so Dino Bambino is saying that Far and Away is the worst. Uh, this texture oh, I, I think I've, I don't think I've seen that one. Okay, Bob. Days of Thunder definitely was the worst. Um, Cracker Jack says Bob Costin was greedy; didn't want to play here enough. orders were the first team he's had success with. Bob, night and day with no, I was picked... just going to say night and day with Cameron Diaz? Uh, Diaz, I think flopped. Yes, uh, out of Saskatchewan uh from Maidstone Saskatchewan this text comes in saying Bob what about eyes wide shut wasn't oh I uh, Kubrick's last film I'm a big Kubrick fan me too I mean it's tough now you, but you got to go into it knowing who the director is of that film. There was, I mean, I would say that was an aesthetically pleasing movie myself. There was lots of reason to like Eyes Wide Shut. It's a good movie. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good movie as well. But
1: it's it's a more of a have, art art house type right, movie. You have you and know Kubrick. I mean, the, the, we won't get into the whole thing, but the story of Kubrick making that is is quite interesting. I
0: mean, he did he not do a Clockwork Orange? Was that not one of his?
1: Yes, and know. he made. I, I mean, you know what his previous movie to Eyes Wide Shut was. Full Metal Jacket. It was right. 12 years in between films. And right. then he died just before Eyes Wide Shut came out. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I personally liked Eyes Wide Shut myself. So did I. So, again, you can text us at 780-496. Uh, James says Bob Oblivion was good. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Again, you can I don't think it's a bad movie. I, I just think it for the scope that they
1: tried to pull off, and the way it was marketed, that, that wasn't the movie that actually was produced, I think.
0: Uh, Rapdog says, Bob, uh, yeah, Clem Costin wanted to get paid, and Detroit gave him $2 million. Did we not give Connor Brown $4 million? Bring the Clean Reaper back. Uh, no one in our bottom six swings the momentum like he did. Well, you know what? The difference is, no, the owners didn't pay $4 million for Connor Brown. They paid $775,000 base. And now they're stuck with a three-point. Well, it was an easily achievable bonus. Let's be honest. Yes, uh, Anthony in the hat says Bob. There's it can't be days of thunder. That one comes. Actually, he's in, he's in Ontario now. He's no longer in the hat. So there you go. We've got a little bit of a run on uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, you notice nobody mentions risky business because it's one of the Excuse best movie. It's one of the best nineteen movies, nineteen eighties uh, movies of all time. All right, uh, this is orders now. Bob Stauffer, Reed Wilkins, thank you for swinging by and joining us. We will have uh, the face-off show beginning today at five thirty-five. We will tell you that guests and orders now receive gift certificates to ruse Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring the night of the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. You can tell Brendan, Chris, and Chef Eltaff that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris is open Tuesday through front uh, Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. They are open 4 o'clock on Oilers game nights. As promised, uh, we're going to go to our headliner today, Edmonton Oilers forward Andrew Kane. He's our headliner, and it's brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Trent and Trevor and the gang at Wilhawk. It's the best you've ever searched, uh, best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Full disclosure, we pre-taped this conversation with the vander. You're going to want to hear it right here, right now. Evander, hey, we've uh, seen a, a couple games now with yourself and uh, Leon Dreisaitl and Corey Perry together. Big, heavy line with some gamesmanship. Just, uh, do you think your personal game has helped been elevated a bit by having Corey on the opposite wing, another guy that can get things ratcheted up out? of Not that you can't do it on your own, but just having another guy out there.
2: Yeah, I don't know if my personal game has is um, ramped up because of, of Corey necessarily, but I think um, you know there's an excitement um, playing with uh, a, a guy like that. You know, you kind of have another running mate um, to play the game within the game and, and stir stuff up a little bit, and you know, in the in the. Handful of games we've played together. um, I've definitely noticed that. Uh, You know, just with after the whistle stuff and and having a guy in there and uh, helping out a little bit, uh, it does make a difference. And, you know, he's he's also a guy that has really good hockey sense and skill and knows how to maneuver, especially in the ozone and, and create. Lanes and, and and make plays and whatnot. So um, and then obviously you throw Leo in there as well.
0: Um, you know, probably one of the strongest guys in the puck in the, in the leagues. So. And not a shrinking violet. On, like he will. Oh no, he'll, no, no, he'll no. get a little nasty once on, which I thoroughly admire. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, he definitely has a a mean streak to him. Uh, Leo does for sure, and you know we've all seen that uh, time time and time again. And um, you know when he wants to throw the body around,
0: he's a big strong guy and and he can definitely handle himself uh, quite well. All right, so. Uh, it's been a couple games together and I think that against LA and I'll be honest with you I was a little personal watch. I, I thought that the engagement level with the exception of your line, needed to be higher. I mean, you guys created the best five-on-five five opportunities. Is that just a byproduct of a generational thing? Like you, you know, you're 32, Corey's 37, 38, even Leon's 28. That next wave of players, is it? You know, you played at a time in the Western League when probably six to eight guys fought, and you played on some teams in Vancouver that had some tough teams. And obviously, you know, look at your Ian Gallagher as an example as a, as you know, and I. A guy that was an absolute hammer when he grew up and he was one of your uh, strength and conditioning coaches but today in the Western League there might be one or two guys in every team it's just a different era isn't it
2: yeah hockey certainly changed um in a lot of different aspects that being one of them um you know even when I got to the NHL there were two fighters on every single hockey team uh, we had two in Atlanta and Chris Thorburn and Eric Bolton and, and that was kind of the standard throughout the league um you know, nowadays it's it's uh, the younger generation is definitely has a different mindset on on how things uh Sometimes happen on the ice and, and what uh, maybe some of the the consequences uh, can be uh, in today's game. And, um, you know, I'm definitely still of the old school mindset. And I think, I think at the end of
0: the day, that still pays off more than it doesn't. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you mentioned sort of back in the day. And I'm thinking, uh, I remember having this conversation with Dustin Penner. He, easy for me to say this as a guy who lacked the speed, talent, agility, coordination, toughness, character, and discipline to play in the Western Hockey <laughs> League, let alone the NHL. But I told him, you got to fight BX again. Like, his first NHL fight was against Bieksa, and Bieksa worked him over pretty good. Dustin got a lot stronger and a lot better, but he never fought Bieksa. And I think to Alex uh, Petrovic, Petrovic, like, he fought you three times. He took his beating like a man three times. Like, he sat, like, (laughs) no, like, because, you. You beat him the first time, and you beat him the second time, and to his credit, he came back and went at you a third time. And even though even though, you, like, you handled all three fights and yeah. there was some animated conversation, you kind of, in the back of your mind, had to at least respect the guy that he was game to go three separate times Oh, 100%. I think, uh, you know, I... You know,
2: I look into that as an example. I didn't uh, go into that game thinking I was going to fight anybody three times, let alone a guy I didn't really know a whole lot right. about. Um, From Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think back in that those days... For some reason, Buffalo and Florida, we had a bit of rivalry. We didn't like each other uh, when we played against each other. So, um, you know, that was a, a fun time where, you know, I think I had a goal and assist that game too. So uh, I think he might have had a goal actually as well. Um, and we said, well, why? you know, if we've already fought twice, we might as well fight a third time too and get kicked out of this game here. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's not many guys in the league that are willing to answer the bell yeah. anymore. Um I think that's kind of created some of the other types of infractions yeah. and, and enhanced those, unfortunately. And I think, you know, maybe getting back to kind of that honest toughness, as a lot of people like to call it, yeah. and use that term, um, could help limit some of
0: those uh, liberties and cheap shots that, you, that you're seeing a little bit more often. So you're a guy that's going to play 18 to 20 minutes a game and you're not a one-dimensional guy, but that's it. Are you aware of who's potentially on another team that's, that's willing to drop the proverbial flippers? For sure. Yeah. Um, I are? mean, for the most part, unless it's
2: a young guy yeah. that I'm not really aware of, um, you know what I for example I've had two fights this year I thought Brendan Dillon was teammates with him before I know he's willing to drop the gloves no problem right um then I fought the next night against Brandon for, Duhame yeah 122 pimps not familiar with him at all had no idea well, who he was but he's a goer but found out after the fact that this is what he actually does as well so um you know it's again you're maybe going to find two or three guys maybe on every team that are willing to do it um and maybe one every six or seven teams that are wanting to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, big difference from from today's game for when I first came to the league.
0: Well, it's interesting because there's certain teams. Florida have a tough team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they got Philadelphia has a tough. I mean, yeah. they got two guys between yeah. Sealer, who technically I think is right up there. Like he's a real striker, and then. T- Delorie is just big, and you know. Like, yeah, I mean, two of the guys you know that you mentioned, Delorie, and and then
2: Minnesota, they have Foligno. Uh Those are two guys I played with in Buffalo. Yeah, you know, um, we had a really tough team in Buffalo. you know, yeah. with me and then those two guys and a couple other guys. Um, and you know, I think Nick Delorie is probably one of the best fighters in the league. Um, Marcus Felino's right up there as well. So and he can uh, play, and, and yeah, and, and both those guys can okay, play because um, Deloria can
0: kill penalties yeah, as well. Both those guys can play. Yeah. So, Anaheim has a little bit too. Carrick is an underrated, hard-nosed player. He's not a great fighter, but he shows up. He's team tough and he kills penalties. And then they got Johnson, who yeah. really not yeah, a lot. I think, of-
2: I think a lot of the thing is is team toughness too. Yeah. Um, you know, you're seeing that a little more. You know, you're talking about teams that kind of have those guys that uh, aren't afraid to mix it up. But you know, they're team tough and I I think you know that's important to have, especially um, so come playoff time. Yeah, especially down the stretch later in the season and, and obviously in the playoffs, you know, you want to have that team toughness because um, when one guy's doing it, it's very easy for, for example, a referee to single a guy out or keep an eye on that one guy. But when everybody's doing it, it's much more difficult um, for referees to maybe take that one guy out of the game. So, um, you know, that's something that my dad always said when, when he was coaching teams. And that's something that's kind of stuck with me.
0: Anybody's sleepy tough in the league where maybe you're like, oh, I don't like, like, you know what, you fucked. Fought- Kachuk, he's not sleek. He's Brady Kachuk is overt fights. He, all the time. He's looking for it, but is you know like Anthony Mantha from Washington is a bigger guy that when he actually decides to do it, he's got a long fuse. He can do it a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, sleepy tough. I don't know. Maybe. Uh
2: Maybe Ovechkin. Yeah. Really? They well, I mean, he did. I mean, I don't know if you can say sleepy when he knocks the guy out right. cold in the middle of the playoffs, but, uh, <laughs> you know, talk about a big strong. guy who's incredibly strong, um, who's –
0: had examples of, of, of some fights in the past, I'd probably maybe say him. <laughs> yeah. Makes you think twice, does it? Uh, you're obviously feeling better. You went through a stretch where you missed a bunch of practices. You had mm-hmm. a bit of a core issue. Mm-hmm. Feeling better about the way you think? I mean, I think that those of us that saw what you did a couple of years ago in the playoffs mm-hmm. knew, hey, he's going to be there for the playoffs. There's no issue on that whatsoever. But clearly you're feeling better right now.
2: Yeah, um... Um, it wasn't. Uh, it was something new for me that I've never dealt with in my entire career. Um, and when you can't move the way you know you can move on the ice, um, for me, I really didn't know how much it was going to affect me. Um, but it certainly did. You know, at the same time, I, I thought I was still productive and, and tried to contribute uh, in a positive way. Um, but definitely feeling a lot better now and, and feeling like I can. I'm, I'm getting closer to being able to move how I know I can move and, and
0: up to my capability so that's obviously very helpful 16 straight wins don't think the team played great the final three or four games I thought you guys played really good in Vegas didn't mm-hmm. get the result obviously I don't think anybody's happy with the LA game just a thought on Connor said the team's got to get back on the horse here against Detroit it won't be easy they, could, they got a deep team they can score no I mean yeah I thought I would echo those same
2: comments we played well in Vegas uh, could have went either way handled business in Anaheim and then obviously LA we would have liked uh, a slightly better performance, I think. Um, they're a tough team to chase uh, when they get a lead. But, uh, you know, you got Detroit coming in here who's in fighting for their lives to, 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 to stay and, and get into the playoffs and, and, and be part of the postseason. And um, we had a really close game with them last time in Detroit, and I'm, I'm sure it will be a, a similar performance tonight.
0: There you go. That is uh, an extended conversation with Edmonton Oilers forward, Evander Kane. He's our Oilers now headliner, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, uh, Derek Scott, Kellen Kennedy, Reed Wilkins, all with you on Oilers now. Hey, we're about uh, 75% sold out for this trip. We sold out to Nashville at the start of the year. We sold out Montreal in January. So, it actually uh, ended up doubling up on the uh, uh, amount of people that got Uh, to go on that trip to Montreal. You can join New West Travel, an exclusive road trip to Dallas in April to watch the Oilers play the stars. This New West Travel package includes airfare, four nights, deluxe hotel, great game ticket. We're going to do a welcome reception in Edmonton and in Dallas with yours truly and special guests. Complete your trip with an optional AT&T Stadium Tour and a baseball game. By the way, if you get a chance to go to Dallas, Uh, And you you don't go to the six-floor school book depository, you're missing out, man. There's no way if you go there and you think of a bolt-action rifle that you're going to think for a second that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone, because I know that's what happened when I went there. Anyways, everything is bigger in Texas, some would say, including the conspiracies, including this road trip. Reach out to New West Travel today. Visit them at newwesttravel.com. All right, 451 in Edmonton. Uh, Keep it coming. We'll have the Oilers now injury report for James H. Brown, and Oilers now trivia coming up for Pro-Am Sports when we return. I'm Darnell Nurse
2: from the Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet.
0: 455 in Edmonton back into NHL today we have an update from uh, the league department of player safety here's Brendan Escott.
1: Yeah exactly like we thought it was going to be a five game uh, suspension official for Morgan Riley for cross checking Ottawa's Ridley Gregg it's going to cost him a total of uh, $195,000 just over that in salary over those five games. First Suspension for Riley
0: in his 11-year career. Just as an FYI, if you recall, after Connor McDavid walked him uh, that goal that he scored on Michael Hutchinson in Toronto back in the, uh, I'm thinking that was an, it would have been like January of 2020, uh, the 1920 season. Riley took a pretty healthy run at Connor right afterwards, and then last season Riley went careening into uh, Braden Point. And drilled them into the boards as well. He knows how to play on the edge. Uh, to the orders now. Injury report. It's brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. It's just simple. James H. Brown has the most experience, and I get you the best results. Two hundred and fifty plus years worth of experience in the firm. Uh, Trent Brown, Jim Brown, proud supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the Alberta Golden Bears. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Edmonton is completely healthy. Matias Janmark is a healthy scratch for tonight's game. Robbie Fabry, uh, a six-time 10-plus goal scorer, uh, former, one of the five former St. Louis Blues on the Red Wings, not available tonight due to personal reasons. Justin Hall will be a healthy scratch for Detroit as well. Billy Husa was not available the last time. Uh, he, he ended up... Uh, the Oilers play the Detroit Red Wings. He's back in uh, tonight. First start since December the 18th. And again, a little note that Jack, a uh, little nugget Jack uh, Michaels dug out for me. So thank you very much, Jack, for that. All right, it's time to play Oilers Now. Trivia is brought to you all season long by Pro Am Sports Fan Cave and Fan Gear specialist for all budgets. All correct answers are entered to win a signed Dylan Holloway jersey. Check out proamsports.ca or visit them in the store 12728 St. Albert Trail. It's this simple. You text in the correct answer you get a chance to win. Here's what we're looking for. There are 3. That's right, 3 former Edmonton Oilers playing for the Detroit Red Wings. Text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line 780-496-0063. Who are the 3 former Edmonton Oilers that are on The Detroit Red Wings, Texas, 780-496-0063. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. Our number two of Oilers now will feature for Wow Factor Desserts, former NHL player, general manager, and agent Brian Lawton. Randy, up next with a global news weather traffic update.